The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon right now at 12.06 on this Tuesday. Good afternoon, one and all. It is I, it is Juan. I am actually a little congested. Juan is uh, dealing with a little bit of a holiday cold, uh, but I feel for the most part okay. Certainly able to get through the broadcast. Uh, this portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Pierre Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They want to thank all of their uh, loyal and new customers. This has been a tremendous year for Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. That's where we got our Christmas trees, balsam, Fraser fir, uh, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths. They have mistletoe, hanging baskets. They're open every day. They're open today, tomorrow, and Christmas Eve. Stop in and see them. Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Materials uh, online. Their website is PRMaterials.shop, but the Facebook page is PR Materials and Garden Center. PR Materials and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie Jr. Byron want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and um, stop in and see them this week. Well, folks, coming up at 1 o'clock at Veterans Auditorium will be the final 2020 Governor Mundo COVID briefing of this year. And that means because there's none next week. There is no briefing next week uh, between Christmas and New Year's. However, then uh, it will be back. The governor will be back. She already, um, I think she mentioned the first one of the new year is going to be Thursday, January 7th. So uh, there's no briefing tomorrow. And then it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And then next week, who knows? Maybe the governor is uh, going out of town. Now, folks, as we speak, there is a group of wedding planners that are outside Veterans Auditorium. And again, coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to carry it. Governor Mundo weekly press briefing. We are going to carry that. And then uh, outside, you have some wedding planners who are, are protesting right now. And uh, they're, we're going to speak with... Um, one of them coming up in uh, in in just a short time. Now, the big news nationally, folks, obviously is stimulus, and I'm glad that there's starting to be some pushback. You know, why is why did Congressman Cicilline get one of the first uh, vaccines? Why did uh, Congressman uh, Langevin get one of the the first vaccines? Why is it that AOC and some of the others got the vaccine before? They're not, they're hardly essential. So Dr. Fauci, he got his vaccine. Vice President-elect Biden, he got his. Uh, uh, more low, Some lawmakers are declining, but I believe all four, you know, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why uh, Elizabeth Warren and then some of the others, why they aren't all, in fact, getting them. Now, there's still plenty of time for Christmas shopping, and folks, uh, many people, um, I want to bring them on, is our friend Keith from the uh, Trump Stores, New England. This afternoon at uh, 4 o'clock, Trump Store, let's get him on the line, Trump Store in uh, Smithfield is going to have incredible savings. So let's get on uh, Keith from the Trump Store and uh, tell you all about it, folks. But again, it's uh, incredible savings are available. Yes. Today, you know, work went uh, very, very well. 
There he is. Folks, joining us right now is our friend. It's uh, Keith from Trump Store in New England. Good, uh, good afternoon, Keith. Hey, good afternoon, John. How you doing? Very well. Hey, the savings continue. Uh, yesterday, work, from what we understand, went very, very well. And then today at 4 o'clock, Trump Store, Smithfield, the savings continue. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're basically doing the blowout sale at all the stores. But if you come down today, at, when you're uh, scheduled to be on at 4 o'clock, yep. we, uh, we're going to be giving away another $200 worth of free merchandise at our store Wow. in uh, Smithfield. Okay. Yep. And that's so folks, the first ten people, they're gonna give away two hundred dollars yep. starting right at four o'clock and inside the store, Trump twenty twenty items, buy one, get two free, all other items, buy one, get one free. Uh I love that. It's not over. Folks, this is today, four o'clock. Now this is going on our at all Trump stores, but if you're in the Smithfield area, if you're one of the first ten people there this afternoon, we will be doing a Facebook Live at four o'clock. You're going to get merchandise. Keith is going to give up up to two hundred dollars worth of of uh, free merchandise for the first ten people right at four o'clock. And Keith, by the way, the quality of the merchandise uh, is first rate. Whether it's some of the t-shirts or sweatshirts or all the different apparel, it's uh, it's really tremendous quality merchandise. Absolutely, I try to get as much many items as possible made locally. And most of my like real nice sweatshirts, jackets, and hoodies, which are incredibly discounted uh those are uh, all made pretty much in the boston area they're all made locally and uh embroidered locally all right so folks that's this afternoon and then keith what can you tell us about the fireworks yeah so that's um we have a store uh at 1551 diamond hill road in one socket which is going to be open now all the way through new year's and that store will be open we'll be changing the hours up but for now it's open from 12 to 6 but we're going to be expanding the hours as it gets closer to New Year's. And uh, by tomorrow, we will have uh, fireworks at our East Providence uh, location, uh, Trump Store. And uh, that actually will be converting over after uh, Christmas to mostly fireworks as, uh, as the New Year's comes in. That is fantastic. But, folks, this afternoon, 4 o'clock, Trump Store, right in Smithfield on Putnam Pike. Keith, uh, great job. We'll talk to you later this afternoon. Yep, say hi to Uncle Ed. He'll be there. Oh, yeah, folks. Uncle Ed, that's exactly right. All right, that is going to be, and we will be doing a Facebook Live. So, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's uh, John DePietro. Now, coming up again at 1 o'clock, folks, the latest Governor Amundo briefing. If you have a question uh, for Governor Amundo, uh, please, by all means. You know, folks, I also answer a lot of things offline. Someone was... Um, asking me uh, a question for the governor. And many times I'm able to get, uh, you'll hear the governor, Governor Mundo, even say that you can follow up. So sometimes I have gotten questions answered for people from the Department of Health. I've also gotten questions answered from uh, the governor's administration. But as always, it begins and ends. Uh, log on at the website, depetro.com. And depetro.com is brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and also building security. You can uh, link right through at allstatelock.com or call them at 401 349 for Allstate Lock. So now coming up in just about five minutes, I feel terrible for the uh, people that uh, outside the Rhode Island State House are the wedding planners. And, uh, you know, their um, livelihood has been greatly impacted 
by all of this that has been, you know, that's been going on. And um, this is this is definitely a um, this is a challenging time, folks. The, and the good the good news is that, you know, the vaccine is out and the numbers are going down. Someone asked me, do I think the governor is going to go back into another pause? I don't think that I don't think Governor Mundo is going to announce that. I think the governor would like to keep things the way they are. They are expecting another uptick because of Christmas. People traveling at Christmas time, people seeing each other, families on Christmas Eve. Uh, but I don't think they're going to put in any more restrictions. If if the ICU units and the hospitals start to get crowded again um, in January after Christmas and New Year's, then I think they will put in some form of restrictions. But I can t- I don't think I have no information that leads me to believe that they're going to announce uh, any type of restrictions today. Now, folks, but it is a nice sunny day out, and a lot of the snow is melting. I want to encourage you once again to visit our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're just fantastic. And you can uh, pick up some delicious... Um, they have the Italian cookie trays. They have chocolate cream pies, banana cream pies, uh, Tehran, which Ron makes. Everything is fresh. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right next to AAA off of Silver Spring Street. Who else did I want to, um, let's see, who else did I want to mention? If you're looking for some last-minute great gift ideas, Operation Made which is encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. You can link right through, again, at the website, depetro.com, Operation Made. And what they do is these are all items that are made by veterans or the families of veterans. You can link right through, again, at the website, depetro.com. So now, uh, tomorrow, for the rest of the week, we will have on uh, Attorney Tim Dodd will we'll do our legal segment tomorrow, and then Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe will join us tomorrow. Uh, a battle that is certainly brewing right now is the whole situation with the state and the Providence teachers contracts. We're going to talk to both of them, and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, folks, one will be off uh, celebrating, and then the station is going to be running uh you know, Christmas music and so forth. So we have today and again, Governor Mundo coming up at one o'clock and then we have um, tomorrow. There's a lot of questions on testing. I think you're going to hear more about uh, people obviously like a lot of the um, pop up testing that's uh, going on. And those proved to be so popular, they actually had to shut them down. They were so popular. So. Uh, that is something that I think the governor is going to touch on. She's going to touch on that. She's going to talk about the numbers and then just where we are with the um, the situation, I think, with the field hospitals. I think those are some of the things that Governor Amundo is, um, is going to touch on. Now, folks, again... Um, We'll monitor what's going on on the national front. You know, it's, it is frustrating with, um, with, uh, President Trump right now, obviously. They're still trying to get answers exactly what happened with the vote total. Someone sent me an email yesterday. Again, if you want to uh, get in touch with me, I always just encourage people to go to the website, depetro.com, and that's a nice, fast, easy way to uh, reach me and get a hold of me. Don't forget depetro.com, which is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. Call them today at 401-732-6562. Um, as far as the Rhode Island vote, 
I don't see how any argument is going to made, be made in the new year. And it's very unfortunate, but I think the way that this last election was just conducted, uh, I see nothing that leads me to believe that going forward, the Rhode Island elections will not be done in that manner. I am, you know, I did play uh, just the other day how the Rhode Island Republican Party, they talked about doing, uh, this was the first, December 1st, that they were doing a deep dive on the election results. Um, I have not heard anything. As soon as I hear anything, I would let you know about it. I haven't heard anything. Um, now, you know, t- tomorrow until the end of the year, I mean, unless they decide in January they want to come out with something, but in January, it's going to be the new year. The election's going to seem uh, so far, you know, away from things in the new year. So whatever deep dive they went into, I think this is going to be really problematic at the Rhode Island State House as the Democrats and Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, they want to make the different changes that we use, they want to, you know, make it permanent. And that is certainly going to be very, very problematic uh, for anyone that wants to run uh, against any of the Democrats. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate. Uh, I don't believe the vote totals like many of you. And, you know, unlike in some of the other states, I can just tell you in this state, uh, I think the you know, the under the, the banner of actions speak louder than words. The fact that both the Secretary of State, Nellie Gorbea, and her chief of staff, this um, he announced basically over the weekend that he's going to run for mayor of Providence. The whole reason that he's running and she's running, folks, is they feel they have the winning voting list and that no one can stop them. They feel that they have, uh, so to speak, like the, you know, the keys to the kingdom. And that no one is going to stop them. And that does not bode well because I just don't see the farther you get away from the election, uh, November 3rd, Gonzalo Corvo. Now, again, he's been around for quite some time. He was chief of staff for Providence Mayor Angel Tavares. He also served in the administration of David Cicilline. He's been chief of staff. For Secretary of State Nellie Gobia, he said, I'm going to run. He's in for mayor of Providence, and he feels that he's going to win because he's got the winning voting list. So, I mean, to me, I'm not sure if you're the Republican Party, how many more red flags you need. I'm not sure about that. But um, that, to me, is very, very concerning that these people, they're already announcing now, like, that we're going to run, and no one's going to stop us, and we're going to be successful. Now, I mentioned right now, Outside the Rhode Island State House is, in fact, um, oh, good. Let's get on. This is a member of the, um, we're going to speak with Faith Duggan right now, who is uh, a member of this organization. And, folks, they've really been hit hard. Is that you, Faith? Oh, good. All right, folks, joining us right now is Faith Duggan. And Faith, uh, first of all, just uh, alert everyone to what is the organization that right now you just gave a speech in um, in protesting with Governor Mundell outside the Rhode Island State House and Veterans Auditorium? Yes, that is correct. We are the Rhode Island uh, Coalition of Wedding Professionals. Yep. We banded together uh, in March 
when this all started, we had absolutely no idea it was going to be going on for, you know, this long and nine months at this point. Uh, and so, yeah, we just wrapped up a, a, another a cold rally, a cold rally, but we did it. And uh, we had a lot of great speeches, a lot of really heartfelt, emotional stories about what we are going through as an industry. We just had someone um, that just lost their home and she shared her story um so it's been it's been tough and we really hope that the governor hears some of these stories today she keeps telling us that you know she is heartbroken over small business but um we don't see a lot of action and all this pause money that we were promised uh, most of us have not seen it and that was for a three-week shutdown but we have been shut down since march march so um, that's where we're at. What, what are some of the things? Now, again, this affects so many different people. I saw my friend Corey Young uh, spinning. Yes. You have so many different people who their livelihood is tied up with the wedding industry. Rhode Island has become, uh, thanks to the work of uh, your organization and others, has become a destination place for people to have their wedding. And what are some of the things... Um, Faith, that, that you'd like to get across to the governor, that just basically that there's enough protocols in place that people could have uh, a safe wedding without the spread of the virus? That is correct. We have an entire safety protocol and procedures that we are ready, willing, and able to implement. We have uh, talks of COVID safety officers, someone who would um, – just like a security guard, a private security guard that would aid us in the venues and enforcing all of the you know, rules and regulations to keep everyone safe. We have these things ready. She promised us two weeks ago that the last time we rallied that she would be willing to speak with us. We have not heard from her. Mm. Uh, we do. We do have another meeting tomorrow with um, DBR, Commerce, and DOH. But here's another thing, John. You know, we asked this week. We contacted Department of Health asking them for our numbers, the data, the evidence as to why our entire industry has been shut down. They don't have that information readily available for an update. The last time we asked them was in October, and it took them three weeks to get back to us over this data. And they linked all of 66 cases that were somewhat related to weddings. They're not actively tracking any of this data, and yet they have put 750, probably more, wedding professionals out of business. And like you said, it's not just the photographers. It's planners, florists, makeup artists, uh, DJs, bands. I feel terrible for the entertainment business. I mean, those guys can't work at all. At all. I mean, at least the photographers and floors, they're always, even in these micro weddings, they're still going to have me, but they're not going to have these DJs or bands for 15 people. They're not going to do it. Now, Faith, also, you spoke just a short time ago. If you wouldn't mind, uh, take us through some of the key points, if you don't mind, of the speech that you gave. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so of course, you know, I, I touched on the fact that, you know, weddings are not just frivolous parties. You know, weddings, weddings are life's biggest moments. Without celebrations, life is just an endless cycle of working, running errands, and, and paying bills. You know, and COVID has taught us many valuable lessons. It showed us what's more, most important in life, gathering, hugging your loved ones, celebrating a marriage. Uh, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to wish for a better cell phone or a nicer car. You're going to remember your wedding, your rehearsal dinner, your bridal shower, your baby shower. That's us. We we perform these events. We put on these events 
for you and and we're important and we you know our message is work us or fund us and we would much rather work trust me um but you know we're here today at the state house and we're asking for a seat at the table to discuss the safety protocols that we have in place to how to safely reopen in 2021 we need a hard restart time she has to get up there and tell us that as of this date you will be allowed to have this many people at your wedding that would instill consumer confidence so that our brides will be comfortable moving forward you know we survived the winter everybody knows the winter is the hardest time to run a business especially in our climate even in a good economic situation we're completely devastated now and and the wedding business the way we survive these winters is booking new weddings we live on deposits for the following the upcoming year consumer confidence is in the toilet no one wants to drop down a several thousand dollar deposit on a wedding that may or may not happen in right. the future. So we need we need some guidance and we need some hard and fast that restart time of when you can do it, how you can do it. This is the time so that we can we can move forward and we can actually have some answers for our couples too because we're acting we're acting as their personal therapist and trying to guide them and, and we don't have the answers either. You know, Faith, just this past summer, and uh, again, folks, we're speaking with uh, Faith Dugan, who's with the Rhode Island uh, Wedding Planners Association. They've been running uh, protests uh, very effectively, I think, trying to get their message out. You know, Faith, this past summer I and fall, and spring, I, I don't remember recall that there was any type of massive spread at any wedding held in the Rhode Island area, unless I'm wrong on that. Like I said, back in October, they told us that they had six, it was 66, somewhat related, somewhat related. It wasn't, there was no super spreaders. There was no, we didn't have these giant weddings. We played by the rules. We were by the restrictions. People wore masks. We didn't allow dancing. We didn't allow walk-up bar service. The venues handled that beautifully, beautifully. They did a really nice job uh, by having uh basically waiter waiter service instead of having people congregate at bars and and it was great and a lot of everybody that came in tested themselves because as you said earlier we are an international wedding destination we are right smack dab in the between of boston new york and new jersey so it were a really great stopover for all of those areas not to mention we had celebrity weddings here i mean we had Jennifer lawrence wedding was here that's we right had the bachelorette wedding yes here. so we're we're a big deal and we are not getting the attention or any kind of answers that we deserve i mean we're a billion dollar international industry yeah you know you bring up also a good point faith by not having the guidelines of when people are hesitant to put down this is these are big deposits that people are putting down and no, they're big, several thousand dollars. Yes. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them for not wanting to do that right now. Right. I mean, if I was a bride, I mean, I was married 10 years ago. If I was a bride, this is not, this probably wouldn't be something I would be moving forward with. Right. Because there's no guarantee on what it could happen. So um, some of the things, if you don't mind, just touch on again, what would be helpful to the industry? Some kind of guidelines or uh, do you think, do they just seem, because with the vaccine coming and the fact that we know that you know outside is better than inside i i without knowing all the details about it I, it would seem at the very least if someone you know from may on if people were planning some weddings and as soon as the weather starts to turn you could at least have something outside 
Um, never mind in the summertime. I mean, you know, June or July, whatever it may be. But I, I agree. It, it seems odd that they can't give, you know, some guidelines for what would be acceptable, say, in the late spring and into the summertime. You're 100% right. Absolutely. Vaccine is here. We have to have some kind of reasonable, within a few months, we have to have some hard and fast answers. That is absolutely 100% sure. Um, you know, we also need some kind of industry bailout. I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. You know, I just, I want the general public to know when they hear that there's these $15,000 grants or these 50000 adaptation grants, it, it's up to 15000 or it's up to, you know, it's, you have to show all these receipts. There's, you, most of these people I've received personally, $2,500 in grant money. That's huh. it. And I've refunded away double that, double. So th- this is where we're at. So not only have, are they not giving us answers, they're starving us. And they spent these, uh, let's see, what did, uh, $145 million of the CARES Act money went for state personnel costs. I mean, come on. That yeah. was our money. That was federal CARES Act money for small businesses. You know, that was for schools. That was for hospitals. That was for small business. And the state paid themselves with it. They haven't furloughed any of these. I'm looking at this building. Nobody in that building has been laid off, missed a paycheck, furloughed, nothing. You have, we, the entire, the small business community is shouldering the entire fallout of a global pandemic. And we are collateral damage in a political agenda. Mm. We're tired of it. We're not going to go away. We're only going to get louder. And we've only begun to fight. And Faith, um, tell us again. So one of the people speaking today, she mentioned, and that must have been painful and never mind the time of year that it is, but she basically now has lost her house because of, mm-hmm the way the wedding industry, how it's been allowed to collapse in Rhode Island. A complete collapse. And her story was, dev- I mean, we're standing on the sidewalk in the freezing cold, crying. These are our friends. These are people I have worked with shoulder to shoulder every single weekend for 15 years. Oh. I see these people more during wedding season than I see my own friends and family. Hmm. To hear my friend, Allie, say, who just had a baby, she was living the American dream. She was doing hair and makeup for weddings. She just had a baby, and now her daughter's very first Christmas, she's living out of cardboard boxes because she had to sell her house. You know, and she has a tiny plastic Christmas tree, and she made mention that, you know, Governor Raimondo's house has a wreath in every single window, and probably, you know, it's, it's just, it's abhorrent. It's silly. You know, she wants to put, we're not asking, we're not, nobody in this business is trying to get rich off of this. We're just, we're just trying to get by. Yeah. And, and this mother of, you know, she's a four month old. She just wants to buy her daughter some Christmas gifts for her very first Christmas. I mean, we're not asking for a lot here. We're not. Yeah. Hey, Faith, and talk a little bit about your business and what you do uh, in the industry. Yeah. So I am Faith Dugan Photography. I have been self-employed my entire adult life i opened my business at 19 years old 15 years ago if you can believe that Mm. and i've been living my american dream i love what i do i would much i would much rather work than stand on the streets of providence begging for money that's what we're doing i love my job we work in freezing cold we work in hurricanes we work in rain but i work 14 hours a day on my feet i get into my car at the end of the night 
my back hurts, my feet hurt, I'm starving, but I'm so filled with joy when I leave my job because I know I captured somebody's precious, special, once-in-a-lifetime moments. And I get emails throughout my entire career that people, my brides tell me, thank you so much for taking this picture of my grandmother or my grandfather. This was the last photo that anybody ever took of them, and we're so thankful to have it. That is what I do. That's my job. That's what I do. And I just want to get back to it. And if we can't do it, if we can't go back to work, then we need, we desperately, desperately need some of this CARES Act money, and we needed it six months ago. Yeah. What was it like um, last, not this past summer, 2020, but 2019? What was it like for you on a weekend, say in May, June, and then September, October? Oh, it was great. It was wonderful. We were, this was, 2020 was supposed to be a record-breaking year. We, we were, we were crushing it last year. We were doing great. We were, everything was just wonderful. And then just one day, we had to just shut it all down. Yeah. And that was it. Wow. And it was two weeks to slow the spread, and here we are nine months later. You know, and before I let you go, what's so unique about the wedding industry is it's one of those milestones. You know, there's different milestones in life, obviously, you know, uh, a birth. But a lot of times now, let alone that's just, you know, the parents that are there for it. And then obviously it affects everyone and the grandparents. And obviously a funeral is an important family milestone. But but the wedding brings it all together. You know, the wedding is you're there and it's, you know, the bride and her wedding party and the groom. But then it's her parents. And then, as you say, you know, you think of people at the end of their life. But one thing that a lot of grandparents will say, like, no matter what, I'm going to make it there to see my grandchild walk down the aisle. And, you know, it is so memorable. And in the course of a lifetime, you ask anyone, there there are many days that to become a blur, but their wedding day is a day that they remember. And it, it, it is so cruel. And what I think also um, why I support you guys is also is this if we are following the science, I mean, there's just there's no evidence at all to suggest that a lot of these weddings that it's spreading more than people that either go to a restaurant or people that are running errands or doing Christmas shopping. I mean, the evidence just isn't there. And we're demand, We're asking to see that. We're demanding to see the evidence. Yeah. Because we are effectively shut down until further notice. <laughs> we're the most, the industry has, we're the industry with the most restrictions. And we are demanding to see the proof, demanding to see the evidence. Where's the science? Where's the data? You should have that readily on hand. Yep. Don't tell us it's going to take three weeks for it to pull it together. Yeah. Well, listen, Faith, you you know I admire what you do, and I want to support you guys any way that I can. So Thank you so much, John. We'll see if we we really appreciate it. Absolutely, time. and try to get some answers. And I'll, I'll talk to you off here and so forth, but, uh, but hang in there, buddy. Thank you, John. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, nice job. Folks, again, this, uh, she's terrific, isn't she? That is uh, Faith Dugan. I feel terrible for those people, folks. I do. And there's so many different industries. And I thought, boy, she, I mean, once in a while you have someone on. She was, um, that was very, very powerful. And the woman that lost her house that said she saw a photo of the governor's house and they have a wreath at every window. And she just has a little plastic tree because she's losing her house. This is, um, this is a brutal, brutal time that we're going through. Folks, this portion of the John Petro Show is brought by Preferred Towing Recovery, located in Lincoln.
They service the entire state, operated by Christine, along with her husband, my friend Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. They get the job done safely, securely. Call them today, 401-725-8500. Preferred towing. Now, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. You know, the one that's been sitting in your garage for the last 15 years. You've been saying you're going to restore it. How about calling today for a fair offer? 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500. Or online, preferredrecovery.com, as well as on Facebook. Listen, have a happy, safe holiday season from Preferred Towing. Preferred Towing and Recovery. Again, located in Lincoln, 401 401- 725-8500. Boy, that is tough. I feel terrible for uh, everyone connected. You have people that are going along and they have a successful business plan. And whether it's doing, uh, you know, hair and makeup for weddings or you have some of the, you have some of the, um, uh, you know, the entertainment or obviously some of the venues. And then something like this comes along. And then they are, they are really kicked to the side. So I feel terrible. These are people that work hard and they are, uh, uh, something needs to be done to help that industry. Now I want to just play quickly. Channel 12 has a very interesting story about, about all this fraud that's being tied to these SBA disaster loan program in Rhode Island. And it sounds like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Let me play a little bit of this. Uh, on the fast track to help small businesses weather the pandemic, but our investigation has found that has made them susceptible to fraud. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the exclusive findings. When we started looking at the list of loans given out to supposed Rhode Island businesses, we started seeing a bizarre theme emerge. Farms were springing up in unlikely places. My name's Tim White. I'm with Channel 12. I'm looking for uh, Fernandez Cattle Farm. Is, is this a cattle farm? No. It isn't? It turns turns out there is no cattle farm hiding in plain sight in this working class neighborhood in East Providence, but someone illegally used Kyle Fernandez's family name to take out a $28,000 SBA loan, claiming there is. The Fernandez family learned their identity was used to obtain ill-gotten gains from the federal government when a bill arrived in the mail. We laughed. We thought it was hilarious. You know, like, and then we freaked out a little bit because we were like, wait, this is hilarious, but also this is real, so we have to take care of it. I have a three-room condo apartment in in um, in West Warwick. No, there's no no poultry running around here. <laughs> Michelle Graziano can commiserate. She also learned her name was used for a loan, this time a fictitious poultry farm. Graziano immediately contacted the SBA. I said, how could this possibly happen? I said, doesn't anybody investigate? You know, they just automatically send out these loans. Target 12 obtained a list of all so-called economic injury disaster loans given out in Rhode Island and spotted a large number of handouts to farms, claiming there was a $150,000 loan for a tree farm here on Cogden Street in Providence, 114000 for a chicken farm on Main Street in Coventry, and 25000 for a duck farm at this single-family home in Providence, to name a few. In all, Target 12 discovered eight 
1981 loans were issued to farms that don't exist. Pockmarked throughout the state, in all, we found a stunning $3.8 million in uh. SBA loans that were given to fake farms in Rhode Island. But it's evident the potential fraud doesn't end with fictional farms. I got a bill um, for a rather large uh, loan for my small business. Um, however, I don't have a small business. I never have had a small business. Emily Reynolds says she discovered a $22,000 loan was taken out for a business using her maiden name. She says she understands why the government made it easier to get the loans during a difficult time, but bad guys are clearly taking advantage of it. That's what made me more upset. Um, you know, yes, it's inconvenient for me and it's been tough in a couple of ways, but you know, it took money from a small business in a small community that community that we are in that I'd really like to try to support. The SBA Rhode Island office declined to comment for this story. Now, Target 12 created a database of Rhode Island addresses where these loans were awarded. To search your address to see if you may be the victim of fraud, head to WPRI.com. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White. 12 news now what's so amazing about that folks and again i want to commend uh, the folks at channel 12 what's what's so amazing about that is if they have the time and the capability to check out and to see if these things are are real right if these addresses you know i i think it's interesting that they found like wait a minute you know all of these um all of these different farms that they're talking about and that there's no way that there's this many farms fake farms in rhode island and no one you mean to tell me no one with sba i mean i think there's a lot more here that certainly seems that there could be a lot more here from what they initially think and my my point is if channel 12 can find this why couldn't someone from SBA find it? Folks, and you just heard from Faith Dugan, there there are so many people who would, uh, you know, are in need of the money. And instead, that, that money is absolutely just being completely wasted going to these different SBA loans. That, that These are people that don't even exist. There's a little bit more to this story, and I want to um, play it. Hey, I want to remind you, though. Folks, um, stop it and see our friend Marie. Right now, it's 1243 on this Tuesday. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro again coming up at 1 o'clock. Governor Armando, her weekly press briefing. We're going to bring it to you live. This is the final COVID briefing of 2020. There's no briefing next week. The governor returns uh, the Thursday after New Year's. So this is the final one. We're going to learn more coming up about the vaccine and testing. Be uh, tuned in. We'll carry it live. This portion of the program brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop it and see Marie. Now, listen, folks, support a local business. Shop local. There's great gift ideas inside there right across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Why not get some nice vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus stocking stuffers like Body oils and soaps and essential oils, natural skincare products. This this is a good idea for a gift. How about a massage therapy gift certificate? That's a great idea for a gift. Stop it and see Marie right in that historic white church. 
It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I want to get back to, this is a little bit more on uh, Tim White, this explosive story. First six six, on Target 12, 12 Investigators Exclusive Disaster Loans. A Target 12 review of small business administration loans found millions of dollars in taxpayer-backed loans were handed out to businesses that don't exist. Uh, Good evening, I'm Mike Montecalto. We revealed how fraudsters took out terrible. loans in the name of fake farms in Rhode Island. Knew it's Fake we find farm. small business fraud may be connected to another massive theft ring that is under federal investigation. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the exclusive details. We found some people who had their identity stolen by bad guys for these fraudulent small business loans were also victims in a wide-ranging unemployment fraud scheme. Oh. My name's Tim White. I'm with Channel 12. I'm looking for... Uh, Fernandez Cattle Farm. Oh. <laughs> is, is this a cattle farm? No. It isn't? No. Kyle Fernandez says his family's name was used by someone to take out a $28,000 SBA loan claiming there's a cattle farm hiding in this working class neighborhood in East Providence. Spoiler alert, there isn't. Fernandez says they were stunned when they got a bill in the mail saying in June they'd have to start paying the loan back. And then we freaked out a little bit because we were like, wait. This is hilarious, but also this is real, so we have to take care of it. Target 12 identified 81 loans were issued to farms that don't exist, pockmarked throughout the state. In all, we found a stunning $3.8 million in SBA loans were given out to fake farms in Rhode Island. I have a three-room condo apartment in, in, um, in West Warwick. No, there's no... No poultry running around here. Terrible, folks. Fraud. <laughs> Graziano also learned her name was used for a loan, this time a fictitious poultry farm. Target 12 also found a $150,000 loan for a tree farm here on Cogden Street in Providence, $114,000 for a chicken farm on Main Street in Coventry, Fraud. and $25,000 for a duck farm at this single-family home Fraud. in Providence, to name a few. And it's not just fictitious farms. I got a bill um, for a rather large uh, loan for my small business. Um, however, I don't have a small business. Emily Reynolds says she discovered a $22,000 loan was taken out for a business using her maiden name and like several others who had their identity stolen, Reynolds also learned someone took out an unemployment claim in her name and her husband's. In addition to the unemployment, also went the small business um, route to try to get a, get more money. I'm... I guess, like I said, I guess I'll, I'll find out sooner or later. But, um, you know, the damage is kind of already done. The SBA Rhode Island office declined to comment for this story. Target 12 created a database of Rhode Island addresses where these loans were awarded to search your address to see if you may be the victim of fraud. Head to WPRI.com. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. Now, again, that is... Um Folks, good afternoon right now at 1248. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. You know, that is tremendous work with Channel 12. But then I come back to, you know, you got to wonder, is this somebody with SBA that is getting some percentage of the kickbacks here? I mean, how is it that Channel 12 can find this, but no law enforcement investigative agency is finding out this type of stuff? You have people that are going out of business because they can't get money. And then they're allowing all of this fraud that's going on. This is disgraceful. It really is. Folks, this portion of the program, and again, Governor Armando press briefing, COVID briefing coming up at 1 o'clock. 
is uh, brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and... Uh, Saturday appointments are available. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. By the way, Ryan and his crew, they show up in full PPE. You don't have to worry about that. But uh, I have called him. He is just terrific. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I want to play, I think there's one more installment of this Channel 12 piece. And it's so good that I want to, we'll just play it out here. I believe, oh, I thought it was. Okay, folks, that is just, um, it's really, really disgraceful. I mean, there's no other way to... Target 12 investigator... Exclusive disaster loans. The Target 12 when you think of business administration all the different millions of dollars in taxpayer-backed loans money. were handed out to businesses that don't exist. Oh, Good evening, God. I'm Mike Montecalvo. These economic these injury farms. disaster loan programs were put on the fast track to help small businesses weather the pandemic, but our investigation has found that has made them susceptible to fraud. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the exclusive findings. Terrible. When we started looking at the list of loans given out to supposed Rhode Island businesses, we started uh. seeing a bizarre theme emerge. Farms were springing up in unlikely places. Now, why didn't someone pick My up My name's Tim White. I'm with Channel 12. All these I'm different looking fake for, uh, farms. Fernandez Cattle Farm. What's this one, Fernandez Cattle Farm? Is, is this no, no. a cattle farm? No. It isn't? It turns out there is no cattle farm hiding in plain sight in this working class neighborhood in East Providence. Terrible. But someone illegally used Kyle Fernandez's family name to take out a $28,000 uh. SBA loan, claiming there is. The Fernandez family learned their identity was used to obtain ill-gotten gains from the federal government when a bill arrived in the mail. We laughed. We thought it was hilarious. You know, like, and then we freaked out a little bit because we were like, wait. This is hilarious, but also this is real, so we have to take care of it. There's nothing in the funny about it. Condo apartment in in um in West Warwick. There's nothing no, funny there's about no, it. Why is no that hilarious? Running around here. <laughs> Michelle Graziano can commiserate. She also learned her name was used for a loan, this time a fictitious poultry farm. Graziano immediately contacted the SBA. I said, How could this possibly happen? I said, doesn't anybody investigate? You know, they just automatically send out these loans. Target 12 obtained a list of all so-called economic injury disaster loans given out in Rhode Island and spotted a large number of handouts to farms, claiming there was a $150,000 loan for a tree farm here on Cogden Street in Providence, $114,000 for a chicken farm on Main Street in Coventry, and $25,000 for a duck farm at this single-family home in Providence, to name a few. In all, Target 12 discovered 81 loans were issued to farms that don't exist. You know, that is, um, and that's just them scratching the surface, folks. That is without subpoenas. That's, but I agree with that woman. How, how is that possible? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Tuesday, as we're awaiting Governor Mundo press briefing coming up at one o'clock from Veterans Auditorium, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, now offering weekly trash collection services, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517, weekly trash, residential, commercial, Brothers Disposal. 
And remember, you can always call them for a free estimate. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. Call Roland and Willie at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. They have roll-off dumpsters, 10, 15, 20, 25 yards. Weekly trash, offering weekly trash collection services. Call Roland and Willie. Call for a free estimate at, come on, brother, at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Absolutely uh, disgraceful, folks, how that has been, um, how that went on. And someone has got to be held accountable for that. Now, it's one thing, you know, you're not talking about one loan. That's just Channel 12 scratching the surface and then finding out that there are um, all these different loans. And that woman raised a good point. I mean, anyone that knows uh, anything about the area, I mean, fake farms, someone, a a, a tree farm on Cogden Street in Providence, that didn't set off an alarm for anyone. No one started to question like, hey, wait a minute, you know, there shouldn't be any type of a tree farm. Folks, another story I want you to just watch, and I mentioned this yesterday, and then um, this whole business of Latino leaders are calling for vaccinating um uh, the Latino community and also people of color first before anyone gets it, before anyone who is Caucasian gets it. What they're talking about is, for instance, they're saying that people that are Spanish in Providence and Central Falls, Latino and black residents, that they should get the vaccine before, you know, even emergency workers so Nellie Gorby is behind this, Alors is behind this, but how is it now that, once again, folks, what they're saying is with your white privilege, you should not uh, receive the vaccine. You should not get the vaccine first. Now, tomorrow when we speak with, uh, or you shouldn't get it like when you're in line to get it. Tomorrow when we speak with Dan McGowan, he's got a story, Governor Armando frustrated by lack of progress on the Providence teachers contract, but hopes to avoid legal battle. You know, he has done a good job on that. You have um, the education commissioner that said she wants something done by the end of the year or saying we're going to have to do something drastic. Ramundo said on record, I'm not sure that's a view I share. So they are not on the same page. And by the way, the union loves that type of thing because then if there's infighting, that means that they are, you know, they're not going to work effectively uh, if there's um, if there's infighting between just the state trying to do that. So now we're also hearing that the uh, Biden choice for education commissioner is Miguel Cardona. He is the Connecticut education commissioner, former public school student teacher, huge stark contrast from uh, Betsy DeVos, uh, who currently has it. Lifelong resident of Marion, Connecticut, attended public school. Um, here's what we know as a child, lived in a housing project, uh, likely to bring a different perspective. He became Connecticut's youngest principal at age 28, Connecticut's first Latino education commissioner. I'll tell you, folks, the Biden people, it's all about appearance with them, isn't it? It is all about appearance. The most important thing for the Biden administration, the most important thing is how it looks. It's just all about how it, 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 it looks. 
You know what else is funny? There's a story in the Boston Globe, a tale of true transitions. Bush smoothed the path for Obama. The nation was in deep crisis. The White House about to switch parties. There was to be none of it. But the economy freefall. George W. Bush instructed members of the administration go out of their way to make their transition to Barack Obama as smooth as possible. They're saying that George W. Bush, um, they, that's viewed as the gold standard of presidential transitions. Folks, what, what they don't even talk about is that President George W. Bush was basically driven out of office after Hurricane Katrina, of which he was blamed for. In every way, even though it was a, a local situation that put them in that mess to begin with. So isn't it amazing to me how George W. Bush, who they mocked and ridiculed and they hated him. Remember Conway? Yes, George Bush doesn't care about white people. I mean, they were just rotten to the guy. And suddenly now that's the gold standard. Of when he was working with um, President Obama as far as uh, the handoff. Hey, folks, uh, again, Governor Mundo coming up at 1 o'clock. We're going to carry it right here on the John DePietro Show. I want to remind you, though, if you're ever in an accident, and this time of year with all this uh, melting snow and ice, there's far more accidents on the road, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. The original, the best since 1927. Remember, West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. So if you find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. They'll handle everything for you. They will restore your vehicle from a small dent to a nearly total vehicle. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, I uh, highly encourage you to visit the website, petro.com. You just click on Contact John. One of our sponsors at the website is Surplus Provisions, located Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where you can get body armor, you can get pepper spray, you can get food storage, ammo, everything. It's Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. So here's what we're going to do. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to take a quick break for the 1 o'clock news. Coming up on the other side, Governor Amundo will be, uh, we're going to carry her uh, COVID briefing live from Veterans Auditorium. I'm going to be back on the other side just for a few minutes as we await Governor Armando to take the stage, and then we'll hear exactly from the governor. So it's John DePietro. Again, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, and then folks, stay tuned. We will 260 DC. Governor Rhode Island, Governor G-